Happy October. Yeah, I was just going to say, we're getting to our, my favorite, at least, a season, spooky season. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I love it. Fall is my favorite season for, I mean, a lot of reasons. Um, but Halloween for me is, well, it's like Christmas. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, it is for me. It's like my Christmas. I love Halloween. Uh, yeah, there's something about the macabre that, I don't know, I just love it. I love I love death, destruction, mayhem, all that, you know, monsters, gross, like, gore, all that. But, you know, I don't like it in, like, real life. No. I I like the fictional stuff, but, like, all those, like, uh, those, what do they call those, true crime, like, podcasts and true crime, like, um... Uh, TV shows. Oh, I see like, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't like those so much. Like when it's real, it's like, mm, yeah, no, I'm you okay. Know, like, you made thanks. me think. I didn't know what to expect when, um, when I worked at a plastic surgery center. I started as a cleaner. Okay. And all they said was that you're going to see gross things, um, you know, but you're going to be working so fast, you won't have time to really think about it. That was their <laughs> way of like trying to get me over it. And you saw a lot of gross things, even though it was just plastic surgery. There was, I mean. I, you know, sometimes have been like a small, so they, for some reason, so we had a lot of bio waste, right? It's a surgery mm. center. But for some reason, when they used to do tummy tucks, they would use this ridiculously small, like, pail, like this, you know, like little metal water pail mm-hmm. for a garbage can. And they would just put a red, you know, bag in it for the bio waste, right? But they would throw the skin, the flesh, the fat, and the skin of a tummy tuck into that fucking thing, and it almost always was too much for it, you know, because they, <laughs> they, you know, they do a tummy tuck on a four hundred fifty pound, you know, person. It's yeah. a lot of skin. I mean, you could, you could, you know, yeah, you could wrap a lot of basketballs with that. <laughs> You could probably make a whole other body with that. And sometimes the whole room would be sprayed in blood. And it'd be, blood would get into places like, well, because the reason for that is because of liposuction, right? Some of these oh. doctors, dude, some of these doctors, I would not recommend you to go to them for even the liposuction. They're just because, aggressive. Oh, they just, they're aggressive. And they, they cause all this bruising and damage. So the, yeah. Obviously, the patient wakes up in a lot of pain. Yeah, and but they that's just, surgery. I right? mean, but they're just like, you know, they're just like shoving it while they suck the fat and the blood I, out I, of it. I've watched TLC before. Yeah. I, I know what it's it like. It's a little <laughs> different, though, like in person. So I didn't know that I would, for some reason, I was totally desensitized to that. I, I Really? Yeah, in fact, um, there was a really nice guy's name. I'll, his, I'll just give his first name was Jose. Um, and he was no our nurse, and he was really, really great guy. And I'll never forget the day I started, the first day I started cleaning, um, he gave me all these compliments. He's like, wow. He's like, what are you, like a union worker? He's like, isn't this like your first day? I said, yeah. He's like, he's like, you clean this room faster than anyone that's been working here for years. And he's like, it doesn't seem like, you know, does the blood bother you? And I said, no, none of this bothers me. It's like, it's just there. It's whatever, you know. Well, why would the gross factors make you go slower, though? Well, because people stop to you. You're curious. If you're curious, you stop to like try and identify things. There's you know, people oh. like, or I'm not. You know, people can, dude. It's imagine you don't know what I'm you're just, getting into. Like any other worker, like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to touch that. And they'll say, well, like you'll have to. You're the OR cleaner. You yeah, gotta touch yeah, that. You're the one. It's like, no, I don't feel comfortable touching that. Well, then what are they? Then the nurse has got to do so, it, or someone's got to do then it. Then you're fired. Yeah, you're, pretty you're much. You're the one that's yeah. like, this is your job. This is that's what you it. signed up for. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I can't even. When I was in homeschooled, so it was either from sometime between third grade to sixth grade, one of those years, right? Yeah. Um, we went to a vet and we watched uh, a cat get neutered, right? Because we were part of like a, a homeschooling group and it was part of our like lessons. Was it was, like biology? Or yeah, what? it was like, I don't know. Yeah, right. It was something we were learning, right? And I couldn't watch that. No. I, don't, no. I couldn't watch. No, I don't know if it was. I didn't. 
I, and I didn't understand it either because like I was like I just felt queasy for like no good reason I was like it's not like mentally I wasn't grossed out by it I was like I was just watching some cat get his balls cut open but to me it was like mentally it didn't really mean much but like I guess bodily I still like understood it as like this is kind of horrific well some people like I mean I I think I know what you're saying I mean technically is it's a mental effect I mean there's some reason right but there. but like logically like in my mind I wasn't thinking wow this is really gross or oh that's that's weird no and it was like mentally I was like oh this is kind of cool looking right but like physically like my body my, my, my body on. like reacted in like a in a gut-wrenching way mm-hmm. and I don't maybe hey who knows maybe I was just already sick right I could have been like because well, I've seen people uh like pass out from the side of blood yeah but they didn't think they had then you know it doesn't any kind of thought of it doesn't yeah yeah, right and they see blood in movies and that doesn't bother them but when they saw it in in person they were they went right out i mean i caught i caught a woman underneath her shoulders i saw her like yeah nobody caught me when i (laughs) passed out i was thinking i was was in a coma but yeah but i saved her from falling there you go and uh and she was she was a nurse but she was like um um, what do they call that? She's basically a nurse in training, but she okay. was like just like just started, right? And she knew someone that worked at the center where I worked, mm-hmm. and so because they were looking, they were kind of shady anyway. They're like, oh yeah, bring her in, like let her see what it's like. She can learn on the job kind of while she's going to school because she went to school not far away downtown. And I don't know what day if it was like she just I know she just started, but I don't know if it was like that week or whatever. But she saw blood spill out. From uh, mm. someone left a stu- some dumbass oh. nurse who was trying to help in the OR, left a cart near the nurse's station that had things of blood and fat and, and like urine and other like gross shit, and someone yeah. knocked over the blood. The blood, like the well, that'd blood be some really gross blood. That's more than just blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like you said, pieces, that's, there, there pieces like stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and it's discolored too. I'm sure. You oh know, yeah, no. There's you like look, the color of blood itself is actually kind of a rich like attractive color like yeah. it's interesting and exciting but well, when blood is mixed with like pus yeah. and fat and other no, things no that's ooh. disgusting the, no good the, we're already into the thick of it we're already talking about disgusting things right yeah. so I'm gonna tell you the grossest thing I've ever seen come out of me now oh, okay yeah so I had a staph infection that was myocillin resistant mm. which just pretty much means it was resistant to all antibiotics you know there's no way to so really kill us fuck you it's doing yeah it's thing. like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going you can't kill me no, no, of course no. you had that and this happened in high school at, during football season. So, and I couldn't walk. It was on my shin, mm. and I and like no pressure. Like I was out of school for probably a month or so because of it. Because it, it was, was just awesome. insane inflammation or what? Well, it was yeah. the 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 bump was about the size of like half a. Um, you took like half of a tennis ball. Oh wow! It was, he was huge, like and tangerine. it was and it was long. Yeah, mm. right. Um. And it's also like ridiculously contagious. So if anyone gets inv- like gets anything on them or they touch it or in any way, they can they can transfer that no if shit. they have an open sore. Yeah, it's a, it's staph infection. That's why right? it's always a breakout in hospitals. And yes, because like it's yeah. re- super contagious. Uh-huh. Like it's super easy to to spread um, because nothing kills it. You know. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what they ended up doing to to save my life, if you would. Um, they cut it open, but first, what was even worse than them just cutting it open was putting the numbing agent in. The numbing agent hurt way more them like injecting me with that than than the actual like like incision of like cutting it open. Mostly because it wasn't numb yet, right? <laughs> because that's what the numbing agent was doing. But that hurt so bad. 
oh my gosh, that was that was awful. And then then they they cut it open, right? And he's you know that's already gross enough. I'm bleeding it and whatever. And then he squeezes it out, and it's just black chunky pus just coming out. I can still see it and feel it to this day when I talk about wow. it. And this happened. Oh, oh, like you know, um, oh eight, oh nine, something like that. This was no a long shit. time ago. Yeah. You know, like that, that, that hurt. And then, and then after that, they had to pack it, right? They had, so they're like, I just have this, like you know, loose skin that's just kind of like, like, like a has this, balloon yeah, or like a deflated balloon, pretty much on my shin. And they pack it with like this special, like a uh, strip of gauze that has other antibiotics in it and other things. And it's like kind of like it feels like salt is on it, like it's just thick, grimy kind of stuff. And they just shoved that in there. They just shoved it in there like it was nothing. And then over the course of like a week or so, we would go in every every few days. And, and take a little and, bit out? And take a little bit out, cut wow. it, and just keep doing that. That that was ridiculous. That is that is crazy. That, yeah. was, that is one of the most painful uh, and grossest things that's ever happened to me. I wonder what limits the... The growth of the infection, it must be your immune system, right? Yeah, I mean, at that some was point, the your only, body's like, was, no, no further. That was the only thing. And then they had to, like, you know, scrub it clean and do everything inside there, too, and get Isn't all Isn't it amazing? This is kind of a segue, but I, w- I, I think about this often the fact that, um, especially through, like, you know, what's going on with the COVID and pandemic and all that, that out of all the medicine that we have, all the inventions, all the, all the breakthroughs of medicine and, and, and medical care, that it's still you that solves something that's wrong in your body. For the most part, yeah. I mean, no, it is. It's your immune system. Like when you get a when you get a vaccine, you're just training well, yeah. your Vaccines, immune system. Yeah, yeah. So it's still you that cures the problem, no matter what. I can't think of anything well, that we actually cure. So like penicillin will kill, will kill what's growing, right? right. So, but I don't know. I, again, even then. I've read that like penicillin is really almost like the bullets in the gun for your immune system is a way to like, I, I heard it put. And so in other words, Maybe. Like, it's not operating on its own. It still needs the immune system. I always system. kind of thought of it as, as like Osmosis Jones, the cartoon movie. Well, what right? else do we have to go on if yeah, we don't research right? it? Yeah. Like where, where like it, it comes in and it does the job alongside you. Like it's a special agent that yeah. was sent in. You know, it is Rambo sent in to kill. But technically... Technically, in Osmosis Jones, the penicillin can't find its way through the body without the white blood cell. Right, right. So no, technically, it's, it's an that's maybe that's what they mean. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. It's like a transfer chain. That's but like that's a- just profound to me that even even today, like I don't know, maybe there are some actual cures of things. I'm not a doctor or scientist. Well, like but- radiation, right? Like radiation therapy for like cancer. Um, you had to kill. The, the the cell outright because yeah but you're not are, just killing the you're not just killing cancer you're just, cells you're, you're killing, killing everything, everything. Yeah. yeah it like the but that's the thing does that count can't, though I mean you're yeah, sort of yeah, overriding it does. It's, the it's localized poison <laughs> yeah, but you're killing yourself in order to kill I don't know yeah, I don't know if that but counts you, in my but head. then you rebuild count that counts as killing it because your your immune system can't doesn't kill cancer cells it does to a degree but I've also seen what fam- yeah. Uh, cancer cells are crazy because they're immortal. Like they'll just keep going. Yeah. And, and then and then they'll like they're like zombies. Really, is what they are. And then they infect other cells around it, and then it spreads to your lymph nodes, and then and then you're done because your lymph nodes are the connected pathway to the rest of your body. There's so many gross things about um, what the human body survives, and there's so many sad stories about people that that you know like that their bodies get covered with warts or something terrible happens and yeah like that. i had warts as a kid yeah i, I mean everybody's I had, had warts I've, but yeah. i've had them burned off uh, frozen off 
burned off with chemicals not like fire yeah 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 <laughs> it don't work so well i guess um and i think i've had them like taken out like, like not i guess surgery i guess that was what it's called yeah like it's like local incisions it's not like i had to go to a special doctor for it right right but yeah, yeah i had a big problem with that I don't even, and then it just stopped happening i don't even know i don't even know what warts are but they're pretty gross looking they're not fun they're gross yeah and they, yeah I, I, had, I had warts when i was a kid too and i remember i remember my i don't know if it was true or not but my a fam, someone of my dad and my mother used to say, "Don't play with frogs." That's not true. Your, yeah, I didn't think it was. <laughs> but, I, I did know. play with a lot of frogs. So did I. We <laughs> caught them all the time down in the river and the creek and yeah, everything. right. They say that like their pee will like give you like warts. I'm like, oh, for us it was they, they just they secrete something like a poison off oh, their back. Really? I'm like, I remember when I I remember when I found like an earth science in the middle school, or whatever. I remember learning about like poisonous tree frogs. I'm like, man, my parents are full of shit. This isn't Columbia, you know? Like they like we don't have that shit in Illinois. <laughs> Dude, I love. Poison, uh, poison tree dart frogs they're so cool they're blue black and they're just amazing colors they are it's cool, crazy yeah. how well anything that like is from the amazon or the closer you get to the equator the cooler the animals look it's like yeah. avatar down there yeah <laughs> well that's because like um that's it's it's a way to to tell you stay away from me that's what bright colors mean right it's like yeah. i'm poisonous i'm dangerous unless stay you're away. mating then it means come hither come which is hither, really weird. like birds yeah, yeah right like you got peacocks and you got other shows of flourishing with their dancing and stuff that's why they call it peacocking for people because you know you're showing off let's yeah, go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i wonder if like oh so i had another i don't know if we want to talk about weird theories because i have a weird theory mm. so and i didn't look this up so i don't know if google has you know actual evidence for this being true but i have i think baldness like pattern baldness okay is caused by hat wearing and i think that it okay. became partially genetic mm-hmm. because of the decades men spent and women spent wearing hats, but mainly mm-hmm. men wearing especially heavy hats that completely blocked out the sun. Mm-hmm. And, and what led me to this weird theory and conversation right now is that I, I, I even showed it to you. I have no hair from like the sock line down on my legs right. and my yeah. feet. And I used to have hair there on, on the bottom of my legs, but there's a clear like division, a line where the hair just stops. And I don't shave it or anything. Mm-hmm. So, that was caused from direct sunlight being blocked, if that makes sense. And I really think that sunlight on you, on your skin and on your body, actually helps. It does. It does. Hair uh, grow. Um, there's uh, things going on with red light therapy where you can get, like, uh, just it's just red light. It's just uh, um, infrared light, and it's being shined on you, and it can help with uh, cell growth and different things like that, and help with immune system, help with hair growth. People have used it for hair growth, um, and you can just like you know get these red light therapies. So I'm not it's totally true. Ju- like is one totally of them, wrong. right? No, I think that it's a, it's a really good theory because. Um, we already don't see a lot of the sun just because we're inside all the time, right? So if you start limiting that even further by, by light, you're also going to, um, uh, disrupt your vitamin D intake as well because your, yeah. your most bioavailable form of vitamin D, the the source that your body can use the easiest is from the sun. It's not even food. It's not supplements. Supplements right. are the worst. I, I have heard that many times. And that's why they call it Sunny D, the drink. Okay. Because it has vitamin D in it, like the sun. Uh-huh. But, and it's orange. 
But it, but the reason it's called Sunny D is because the sun I want also that purple stuff. Yeah, purple drink. <laughs> I I actually, if I don't go outside at least once a day, it affects me. I've noticed that, like emotionally and physically. If I don't, if I don't, you know, if I spend a day completely inside, whether it's at home well, or work or whatever, yeah, it really, it really fucks me up. Well, that's why up. people get seasonal depression, and also they get you know saddy, sad days like the rainy days. They get saddy. I kind of like saddy. that. Are you saddy? It's like grumpy but sad. Are you saddy? <laughs> That's well. That's because that's what the weather is. Such like a, it's like a kitty thing to me when it's like misty and dark. It's like you know, it's like it's we like, do use a lot of sort of kiddish words to describe the weather. I guess because it makes it seem less volatile, less hostile. Uh, yeah, when it definitely can be. You know, you got gale force winds. Right? What would you call? So what's a what's a a, a youthful sounding nickname for a tornado then? Because tornado, so, it's just a windy day, my friend. It's just windy. It's just windy. You know, it's just a little. It's, it's a just little, a little, little bit of scary, but it's okay. It's, it's gonna be. You know, I love tornadoes. I love all aggressive uh, weather, except for the heat. I can't say I like the heat, and I like wind, but not when it's with sand. You know, when you got erosion happening with the wind, I don't want to be a part you of that. You don't want to be eroded. I don't want to be eroded by the wind. I'd rather be eroded by water than the, the wind. The wind will just rip right through you. You know, <laughs> I heard. I, no, I heard what like in some deserts in the world, the wind and the heat with the sand combined can literally rip flesh yeah. off, off the body. Have you ever been to like the beach no. when it's real windy? Oh no. yeah, the beach. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought you said like <laughs> Saudi Arabia or something. The, uh, Sarah? Yeah, I think it was Sarah. like the Sahara. I'm like, nah, never. <laughs> <laughs> nah, haven't been that unfortunately fortunate. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Zach, what do you want to talk? To? I mean, what do you what do you really want to talk about today? Well, we were talking about maybe uh, discussing our inner Docker thoughts and things like that, and maybe maybe talking about that. I feel like we've touched on some of them, maybe a little bit, but you know, I thought about it a lot, and I uh, I feel like we both probably won't be as honest as we could be, because I feel like we probably everybody has really weird dark thoughts. And I found myself thinking, like, sort of categorizing what I'd be willing to talk about, what mm. I wouldn't. And then, of course, before we recorded tonight, tonight, I was watching American Psycho and working <laughs> out while watching it. So, you know, maybe I'm a little darker than I thought. You know, I think that's, a, you know, what you're doing is you're preparing to be able to take on the American Psycho, maybe. Yeah, there's an American Psycho in me. Uh, there's a dark mark. And uh, I thought I... Every time you think I think I kill him, he comes back. So obviously he's immortal, just like the rest of me. Well, isn't that like the whole thing with shadow working from Carl Jung? Is that you're supposed yeah. to be able to like recognize your your dark thoughts, your, your dark, dark self, want, yeah. wants and desires, and then be able to integrate that? So recognize like this is a thing. This is part of me. Correct. And then we just kind of move on. You know, kind of like any you kind have of to form keep it of next to you because right? if you try to, to cage it or subdue it, so what'll happen is you it'll make it burst stronger. Out of you. you make it stronger. Yeah. yeah. So you do, yeah. In fact, that's a good way to put it. You have to expose it to weaken it. And, yeah, and right. Not, everybody should read or, or listen to Carl Jung because I think that guy was a. a I know. I've only heard other people talk about Carl Jung. I've never actually read any of his. Oh, you things, gotta be kidding! Or you've never listened to him, and you no. Oh, okay. So you heard that from somebody else. I've heard, yeah, from oh, like man. Jordan Peterson and yeah, other. Yeah, he mentions him a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, I, listen, listen to Carl Jung. He's like Alan Watts. There's recordings you can find on. Oh, YouTube. really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Interviews and stuff, yeah. Listen to him and also, um, uh, who else would be? Um, well, I've got other other old dead men I can refer you to. They're all they, good, right? They're all good. <laughs> if you're an old dead man, then you're a good man, right? That's how this works. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, 
Is it, is, it, is it more so thoughts that you're not willing to share or is it things you've actually done that you're not willing to share? I don't think I've done... I've done bad things, but nothing I don't think is too terribly dark. Right. Um, the darkest... the dark. I'll put it to you this way. Like, I've done things that you might expect of, like, a young, testosterone-filled man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But without breaking a law. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. like, I've been aggressive, and I've I've picked fights with people I knew were weaker. You know, bully shit, you know, mm-hmm. both to men and to women, but nothing that I'm, like, totally really ashamed of, I guess. Right. It's like, that was a different dude. That, it was. That guy, that it guy was, was controlled yeah. by... Other thoughts. Well, he wasn't controlled emotion. at all. And yeah. In fact, when I think back sometimes to like my twenties, I'm just amazed that I didn't go to jail. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I didn't get caught doing something stupid. Yeah. But um. Well, you're, but, you're real reckless until your prefrontal cortex is fully developed because like, that's part of your mind. That is that going on now for me? Because boy, as soon as I hit forty, I everything. I can't stop thinking it's, about growing up. It's supposed to be 25 is when it's fully oh developed. But, yeah. you know, men are late bloomers, as they uh, say. I'm, dude, I'm always behind the curve. That's really? Sure. Oh, no, no. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm always behind it. Yeah. Yeah, same. Developmentally, I've always been kind of I'm always late I've, to the show, man. I'm, I've matured pretty quick because, you know, I had to, you like, grow up fast and, you know, take take a bigger role in my family. Um, but... I don't, know, I don't know. Physically, I've definitely, like, you know, hair growing in different places, things like that, and, like, growing, you know, hair in your legs and everything. Like, that's always been a later aspect for me. Hmm. But not, like, super late. It just feels like everyone else kind of got it before me. But maybe that's just See, I didn't mean physically. I meant just, like, well, I meant mentally. Like, I'm always... Oh. Like, I learn quickly. I'm not stupid, mm-hmm. but I apply it late. Does that make sense? Like, I don't do my homework. It's basically mm. what it comes down to. When it comes to life, I study, but I don't do my homework. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> unable to perform what I have learned. You know, I guess I've I don't know. I feel like in some aspects, you know, I I grew up grew up really fast, and I took on the more the better decision, the more you know, the way the way I should have done it over emotional, right? But in other way, in other aspects, I haven't like. When it comes to girls, I'm definitely like, <laughs> I guess you, uh, what they would have called a uh, pussy whipped. You know, I've definitely felt that way before. Like, sure, where it's I, don't, like, I, mean, I you, think any man kinda, that has kinda, it is lying. You know, I yeah. Mean, every man has. In fact, I would say probably most men, without all of them admitting it, let's say, um, have had more than one woman in their life where they they just they sacrificed everything about their character just to get. You know, between those legs. or Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've stolen... It wasn't... Okay, so he wasn't my friend, right? But it was my one of my best friend's twin brother's girlfriend, right? You following me? Okay. So I stole her from my, my friend's twin brother. And I and I, and I felt kind of bad about that. But I was also at the same time, I'm like, well, he's not really my friend. It's like, you know, I have no allegiance to him. But, I mean, I also recognize that was a really shitty thing to do to my friend because... My friend cared about his brother, and I hurt his brother. <laughs> so it's like you know, it's, I think about that a lot. Like, how much of the feelings of my feelings should I care about? Because I, early in my like, I'm less like that now. But man, in my twenties, I just wore my fucking heart on my sleeve. I mean, I was so worried about hurting the feelings of everybody around me, and then the feelings of their friends. And it's like, where does this end? It's like, what about me? Yeah. What about Shmi? Shmi's me. You know what I mean? Shmi. And it's like. 
I've had this conversation with other friends too. And, you know, some people feel like, well, if like, for example, if, um, let's say a friend of uh, the girlfriend of a friend of yours, they break up. Right. Mm -hmm. And then down the road, you hook up with her, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or you start dating her or something. Right. It's like, well, what if that's real love? What if that's their all, that's their true happiness. And as happy as you guys might've been, or they might've been with his, because he had a former girlfriend, you just never dated her, let's say. Right. Right. So like, what's the difference? Like, just i mean where where is the honor hurt i guess you know so, it's like when it comes to friends and dating their their exes or doing anything with them if i know something's developing with with this girl that used to date my friend i will ask my friend like hey are you cool with this you know like this is happening and i, I didn't mean for it to happen but this is what's going on. Are you are you are you okay with this? And a good friend's going to be like, yeah, I'm fine with it. You know, yeah, regardless I, of what their true feelings are. <laughs> no, I agree. Because, I like, think that it, conversation's it, important to have. It's like a respect. It is. Yeah. It really, it's like asking the parents hand it for their marriage, right? It's In like, a way, kind of weirdly. Yeah, it, it is because it's like. If the parents said, no, I'm still going to marry their daughter, it's like, what the fuck? It's like, as a parent, you, you're just going to have to agree with me. I'm sorry. But isn't it, isn't it weird that, like, essentially what you're doing is trying not to hurt the remaining fantasy of the person that you care about? Because that's really what you're only, that's all that you're really hurting is what they're still, you know, generating virtually in well they mind. still feel some form of ownership over that person right which you never really should feel but for some reason i just can't help not to feel that yeah but don't you think like like that's why cheating is such a a big deal to me it's well, not just the ownership but it's deal, also but it's also like a it, it, it's a lie right See, I don't that's look what at it as, as ownership for me when it comes to cheating because uh, if you're in a committed what, what i would say let's say what anyone might call a, com- a committed relationship mm-hmm. right which is what that's one or two steps before being married before engaged and then married right so you're you're testing it out that's what a committed relationship is Mm -hmm. you're testing out can boundaries exist right Right. can i I trust this person to be my only other and vice versa Mm -hmm. so i think that that's what it's hurting not not any sense of ownership any you know it's funny you say that because anytime i've actually been in love in my life that's when i felt the least amount of ownership over that other person, I've, I've felt more ownership over like a one night stand, and I give you, I give hmm, you like okay. the way my brain works like this because it's like if I was walking through a rocky mountain with a bunch of other guys, and I found a gold nugget, right, and then I put it down, and someone else just decided, just casually came up and just picked up my fucking gold nugget. It's like. I'm just the first one that picked it up, but that's my gold nugget. Does this make any sense? No, You're looking it doesn't. Because you put it down, you were done with it. No, I wasn't. That's my gold nugget. You were done with it. I was just putting it down. <laughs> <laughs> See how stupid that is? But that's like. I don't know how else to explain that. That's like no, a No, I understand exactly thing. what you're saying, though. Yeah. I get that. Because, I mean. I also feel like uh, I'm part. I, I I don't feel complete ownership over that person, right? I feel like they also have ownership over me, and I don't know. Maybe ownership, like you're saying, is well, I the think wrong some word. People do, I mean, no, but people do think of it that way. I mean, well, I am yours, and you are mine, right? Like this. Is yeah, what they I say. mean, yeah, ownership. I mean, ownership isn't like a necessarily unfair way to say it because I right because I, 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 I'm not gonna like I I so fully support the person I'm with. I want them to achieve everything they they, that they desire as a person. You know, I. I want them to have friends. I want them to succeed in their career. I want them to, to have education and learn and love and laugh. Like I, I, and I want them to be happy. And if at the end of the day, if I can't be that one that 
dozen like one or a few things for that person and they we had to split ways right like that's okay like i want them to be in the end i just want them to be happy this made me so what you just said made me think of um so here's a dark here's here's something that my dark self does mm. that i have to manage and I, i'm sure other people have this so you know how like some people can't stand it when uh someone doesn't text them back or doesn't reply to them right away mm. okay so i have kind of a version of that but it's um it, it it triggers only when i think people are lying to me not when like i don't care if people don't get back to me right away especially if it's not important or right. you know if you get ghosted by some online dating person right. whatever fine that's just you know i don't spend another minute thinking about that but when some, when i think someone is lying to me my brain goes my dark self goes into this like fantasy generation process and starts thinking about all the terrible things that this other things that this person may may be doing or has done to me and I didn't know it. Right. And then it'll it'll take that and it'll just generate new ways that that person can hurt me. So now I'm like fantasizing about how this person can hurt me. And I, I've made them, if I let it go, like get out of control, <laughs> I turn them into a supervillain. They're like a DC <laughs> supervillain. They're like Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? And And... and, and it's so the only a lot of times when that has happened when I let it go too far, it gets cured by me just simply talking to that person again. And before I instigate anything like instigate a, an apology or an inquisition, they just come up right away and say, "Oh, by the way, the other day I know it probably sounded weird or silly or that I was like lying or something, but this is what happened." Da 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 da. And it was simple. And my brain goes, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. It's like, oh, all is forgiven. I, wait, I was never even mad to begin with, actually. <laughs> even know? though I just went through a whole, like, dark opera in my mind about how this person is going to hurt me, you know, yeah. terribly. Right. And so they, that's, my, that's one thing my dark self does. It's like the opposite of fantasizing that you have a relationship with someone, right? It's like... It kind of <laughs> is, yeah. It's kind of like a... Ne- yeah, it's like... It's a, like the negative version It's the negative that. version of, of, you know, if she loves me, she loves me not. Like, that kind of shit. <laughs> She stabbed me. She she sewed my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. I used to get it. Uh, it happened even when I was a kid. It hap- It's not even like necessarily just with like um, like women or sexual partners or anything. It's it's happened even like with like my male fr- like just friends. Like yeah. when I was a kid, um, my closest friend. Uh, one time I remember. See, I have to remember. That's how weird my brain is. My dark self. I he he, he made a simple lie because he wanted to do something else. Mm. Right. And that's fine. But the fact that he lied is what yeah. triggered me. So I, you know, I was a little boy. I was like six or seven years old. I started crying in my room because I thought like, you know, my best friend lying to me. He doesn't like me anymore. Right. He's, he's, he's now, you know, this is all he's been doing this forever. He's always been lying to you. He's never been your best friend. Like <laughs> just like just went on and on and like just pounding me like yeah. I'm like, you know, like a shitty MMA fighter, like just hammer <laughs> fisting me. And then, you know. He showed up at my door like, you know, an hour later. He's like, hey, come on, let's go play. And then, you know, he's like, no, my cousin was in town. I wanted to go see him. And my brain's like, oh, see, that's okay. That's all right. You know, he didn't want to make up a, you know, it's just like, it's like calming afterwards. But it's just so weird that my brain would do that. And so as I got older, that mutated. And now I have it that most in control. Like when, if I think someone is lying to me, I like right away, I, I rein that shit. It's like, you know, like a horse rein. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just pulling on that bit. <laughs> Whoa. Before yeah, yeah. we start making any insane accusations yes. and crazy stories, let's let's find out what's happening. <laughs> no, I, I really agree that 
if you have any, if you, even if you think someone told you a lie about someone else, like someone's been talking shit about you or something like that, you have to go ask that person. You have to go ask them, like, right, have you been saying shit about me? Like, are we cool? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like, because someone told me that you've been saying some real dumb things about me. And, like, if it's not true, then I need to know. You know, it's for like, me, it only so this only happens with someone I, I care about. It's almost like a weird way to know I actually care about that person because I fall into this this weird cycle this mm-hmm. weird thought chain but like as far as like people i don't know or don't care about when it comes to rumors i don't give a fuck people have started right. rumors about me many times at other you know jobs and stuff like that or you know wherever and i was like eh, fuck you i don't no. care it's yeah. kind of weird that i don't care it only, it only matters at least for me when it's if someone you i know but do you have anything person. it doesn't have to be the same thing but like do you have anything that your dark self does that you just you have to deal with that maybe you think is kind of I mean, awkward. I get a lot of intrusive thoughts about like murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, killing people. Mm-hmm. The worst one was uh, I was I was really young. I had to have been like nine, maybe, you know, and I had gotten like my first pocket knife or something like that, right? Yeah. And it was I don't know why it was like one of the first times I had an intrusive thought, and it, and it still to this day makes me feel like horrible, and. It was that my dad, he was, he was looking into the fridge bent over with his like, you know, hunched over Mm -hmm. and, uh, I had my, I had my knife in my hand or something, you know, and all I could think about was was stabbing him. I was like, so you're not alone. I, and, and I and it's it's the call of the void and yeah I, the and call it, the void and yeah. it's still like just making me like think about that it hurts my yeah, stomach because I love my father yeah. you know it's like and he was wearing um one of those red like you know uh, underwear like long underwear stuff he was wearing that and all I could think about was like the blood moving I was like it was it was weird Isn't and it was it weird and, yeah. it, and it was like it's like I felt the urge to, to yeah as well it's, it's almost it wasn't like just you, like a thought like I was daydreaming it was like yeah. no I felt the urge to do this and I was like and I, I I don't think I've ever told anyone that so now I, the I've world the knows same my thing. darkest no secret. dude I've had the same <laughs> shit I've I've I dude I've it's I've had very dark thoughts like along that same line and again you know with people that I care about and I've I've had it so bad too that like I would like visibly cringe and someone be like are you all right i'm like yeah i just was thinking about something and you know what i mean like i'm like yeah. literally like cringe yeah back, like you know make a face and move or a sound <laughs> i wonder if that's a guy thing because i know we're not alone I, I know other humans have that experience but i wonder if it's just a male thing like is well, it testosterone related well, no because i think it's the same women thing have that too i think it's the same thing when you look over an edge have you ever like gone to a cliffside or something like that and then look out onto it and you're on the edge and you feel the urge to jump right you actually have that urge and and this is across all people, right? This isn't just like male. see. I don't have i I don't have the urge to jump. I have the urge to throw someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's this the same. Is that fucked up or what? No, it's not because it's the same thing. Is that your brain can't <laughs> comprehend this? Like it knows if you fall or throw someone that they'll die. But it's also like, do we really know this though? Like, is this real? Like, are you sure that's oh, real? Yeah, are you that's, sure? That's interesting and it's point. it's it's it, the call. That's what they call the call of the void because you don't. It's curiosity. It, it's like you don't really know, and your brain can't make yeah. that connection because you've never seen it happen before. You don't. You don't have the lived experience with right. That. That's a good point. Yeah, you don't know what really is real until you have evidence. Right. For it, yeah. Right? right. It's like being told that. There's something like something's hot, right? Before mm-hmm. you ever found out what hot was, it's like it's like okay, don't touch it. It's hot. Okay, whatever. What does that mean? Is it really hot? And then, and then your dad's like, yeah, just touch it. Then fine. You want to know what hot That's is? How my Go dad ahead was. and touch yeah, it. He's like, you want to play with the fire? Go ahead, play with the fire. 
Like and, you got, and I did despite yeah. him, and then I got burned. Oh, I didn't do it despite. <laughs> I never did it despite. I did it because I was just that damn curious. Like I need to know what it, what is hot. Like what does that even mean? Yeah. It's like I. It's like I just have to know things like that. I have that compulsory urge for like just lived knowledge and experiences. That it, well, I've 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 heard like psychologists talk about that how that's like essentially what children do that they test the world around them and i think some part of that stays with us even as we get older and it just kind of haunts us because it's sort of like leftovers of our adolescent brain yeah well you can't experience everything at once right so you have some things just take longer for you to come across so like you hopefully you'll never experience jumping off the side of a cliff you know so you're every time you step on that edge you're gonna kind of have that feeling that call and but I think that's normal. I think that's a good thing. It means that you're alive and your brain is working and that you're trying to figure out life. So it's funny, yeah. And like one thing my brain always does, this is not a dark side. I I would say this is more like the light side, the good side. Is like if I'm um if I am walking near a cliff or like I say a dangerous area, I'm really not enjoying the view because my brain is overriding me with paying attention to people near me in case I need to like grab them yeah. or save them if they lose their footing or fa- or bend too far over or if there's like a child even if I mean it doesn't have to even be related to me right. like if there's a child nearby even like three four people away you know I've been in moments like they were my, my mother or something be like Mark look at the views and it's beautiful I'm like yeah 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 it's great and I'm like watching that kid just to make sure it's safe <laughs> it's really weird no I get you know? what you mean because uh, on a, in a different scenario whenever I go to a new location like a new like restaurant or something like that yeah or or in someone's house or something like that I'm always thinking about where are all the exits yes where where is everyone who what do I need to do to save myself and those I care about like like if something bad happens, if there's a fire, if there's a shooter, yep. if there's anything, I do it's the like, same thing. I'm always constantly aware and I'm always on edge that first time. You know, I can't sleep over at anyone's house for the first time. I won't sleep. And that's one of the reasons I don't want to sleep at anyone's house. Mm-hmm. Like even growing up is because I know I'm not going to sleep that night mm-hmm. because I'm just constantly worried. You know? I had that when I was a kid. It doesn't happen now that I'm an adult, probably because when usually when I'm spending the night at an adult's place, I'm drunk or, you know, that was the case. But yeah, I had that as a kid as well. You know, I've long, dude, I've long believed that what we consider to be dementia or crazy is really just something we all suffer from. It's just that most of us can manage it. You know what I mean? It's like um, chewing gum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't really think about chewing gum. Your body just does it. It knows how to chew and it just kind of chews the, the gum chews in your mouth. You don't think about every bite or like the, the functions of it, right? Like not not unless I get a little silly because sometimes I will start no, to no, think no, about it. I know, it. but of course, but yeah. if you choose to, of course. But what I'm saying yeah. is like the mo- the function itself. Right. It's like breathing. And and, and I really you think that do we it. do that. I think the brain does that. You know, we, whatever you want to consider us consciously does it without the con without without us being necessary conscious of yeah, it. The it, it manages system. yeah it manages sort of stress and sanity and all these other weird things that come into the mind from different departments of the mind okay. is what i mean okay so you're you know? saying that we're constantly dealing with this like uh state of lunacy but our automatic nervous system is good enough at this moment to suppress it, and then when you get older, you're no longer to suppress it with I'm your not automatic. Saying, I'm not saying you can't, I'm not saying anything about aging. I'm just saying in general that's that sanity is sort of like um, controlling the heat on a boiling pot. So when the water bubbles too high, 
the brain turns the heat down. You know, if you want to, okay. The, the analogy I'm making is that your sanity is the oh, water but, but about you're to saying boil is that over. You're constantly doing this. Already. Yeah, your brain okay. is doing that without you need, needing to really think about it. You can do you can do things manually, like you said. You can stop right. and think about what's going on, the thoughts in your head, and how to manage them. Like when we have dark thoughts, like we're mm-hmm. talking about now, but. Technically, if you didn't really stop to think about them, your brain would just manage that shit like it does everything else. It finds a way. You know, I feel like, like I, I feel like those thoughts used to be more um, prevalent. Like you're, what you're saying is that like they they used to, they must, they used to come out more. Like they used to seep through those those the sieve a lot more, and I would I would see them. Now um, I do still see them, but they also get cut back a lot faster. It's like this isn't helpful right now. Right now we need to be doing this subject. They're this, this task, not think about that. Right. So I've gotten easier. At pr- my brain's gotten better at pruning those thoughts before, not just they arise, but as they arise to cut them off early. Cause otherwise I daydream about, you know, dark fantasies all the time. Something happens. So okay. That happened to me daydreaming. I, this hasn't happened to me in I don't know how long, because I've always had my phone near me for right. so long now. But when I was at the, uh, um, the hospital. My, I was in the hospital all day today with my grandmother. She did just checkups and stuff like mm. that. But it took all day, and I didn't have my phone with me. And there were moments where I literally daydreamed, and I'd forgotten what that weird sort of trippy buzz felt like to like sort of just like relax your consciousness and let your mind just go wild. Just let it have its, let it run through different thoughts and imaginations. Mm-hmm. And I haven't let myself do that it happened accidentally because i didn't have my damn phone near me because the phone is always bugging you it's always beeping at you you even just being in the room it makes you think about it your brain is just like what's your phone check your phone yeah what's what's weird is okay so the phone my phone's always on if i have it near me right it's always going to be playing some kind of video or something right because just because i'm always trying to absorb so much knowledge all the time um but when i'm waiting for something and i can't have my phone i i'm going insane it's not even really? daydreams. I'm really. I will literally put song like portions of songs on repeat in my head. I will repeat phrases and words, not sometimes out loud. That's not. That's normal. I think that's normal. No, it's that. it, it's 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 annoying. It's fucked up, and I hate it. <laughs> I think <laughs> because, that's normal. I think yeah. Because I I will like it won't even be a full song. It will just be like one part of a song. Yeah, it could be. T- and, and then nine and, and I get annoyed because it's like you know it's just stuck in my head now. Now I can't get it out. That happens to everybody. That yeah. happens to me. I get that all the time. And it, yeah, but it's like, but I will daydream when I'm driving on a long distance. If I'm going like an hour or so somewhere yeah. and I have music on and I know the route, yeah. then I'll, I won't even be listening to the music anymore. Like it, right. I will literally just start daydreaming about. Um, if I'm not reviewing things in my life that I've done and what I could have done better or how I could do something better the next time, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm usually that's how it starts. And then I start to fantasize about whatever other aspects, you know, like just different things. Yeah. You, your brain but, gets bored of the main course. It wants dessert. So it'll, it'll, yeah. But if I'm like, say I'm at, when I was doing like event staff and I was waiting at doors mm-hmm. and just like letting people in and they were so, you know, few between that I would just like, I would get really insanely bored. And I would just like start like like a crazy person repeating things and saying things and doing different things and like Interesting, yeah. it, it is not fun and I hate it. I want to do the challenge that um I think NASA NASA and some other companies have this challenge. I don't know where you can go or how you sign up, but you have to live in like an isolation, like a total sound. Um, like they've built this room right. that completely negates all sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, all sound. So you can like your heartbeat sounds like a beating drum. 
So is it that there's no outside sound, or is that there's None. no there's no reverberation the as old, well? Yeah, well, no, no, there's no sound except what you generate from your own body, and you have to be in this sound isolation room. I think for 72 hours, it's like a couple days or three days or something like that. And if you can do it, you'll make a lot of money. They'll give you like 50 grand. You know, there's like different, there's different versions of this mm-hmm. test for different companies. I don't know why they're creating this technology and paying so much to test it. Maybe for, for space, for space. Yeah. Like far, you know, like no, um, no going one can trip to Mars, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I definitely want to do that shit because I feel like I could pass it. Cause I used to, I used to three practice. days doesn't sound bad. Like, but if you had to do that for a month, like that's when I'd yeah, be I like, know. "Fuck that!" There's no way. There's no way I could like just lose a month of my life. Three days, all right, I'll take that. I'll take the hit, you know. Yeah. But like, I, 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 I would, I would go insane. I would hate that. I would hate <laughs> isolation for three months is, or a month is too much. Well, but there three are people days, that I can't even can handle hours. Yeah, like, they can't take it even for a few hours. They they go nuts. You know, well, what's the difference between like? Is is it that there's no sound reverberating as well? There's no there's, sound in the room at all, except what you right. Generate. But you, you know what I mean, like a soundproof room where yeah, it's where, totally where, where there's no where there's no sound bouncing off the walls for my voice. Yeah, there's, no, there's okay. it's totally dead in there. Okay, so yeah. that that maybe that's the, the 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 difference between that and being outside and and not having anyone else around you, because I feel like we could we could be outside with no one. Like that's no problem, but well, if you're it's not, it's inside. It's a room. I know. I'm oh. saying, what? Why is that so much more difficult than being? Because people have been alone outside in the wilderness well, that's, for them. I mean, that goes without saying. I think there's so many versions of examples of animal. I mean, look at caged animals, right? A- any animal, humans included, you feel better outside than you do inside. The more, whether you're claustrophobic or not, the mm-hmm. more like, you know surrounded you are the more anxiety your brain will generate yeah yeah i don't know i i definitely get more anxiety when there's more people around and i have less space to move as well but if i'm in a, in a small room i can't say that i get more anxious from a small room I, i'll get annoyed that i can't move and like do like if i wanted to like you know exercise or do something that's any kind of physical i will get annoyed from that but just staying in a room like if i had to stay in a basement like that would be fine so one time when i was a kid i think i was like eight or nine i um it's right around the time when i was really i was listening to art bell coast to coast in the 90s because my dad listened to it and i i love that show because art bell was this radio host late at night i think at like 11 o'clock he'd come on and he would talk, he would talk to, see, now we have YouTube and all this stuff, right? But mm-hmm. back then, nobody would talk to like people with conspiracy theories or like holistic healing or just like off the wall ideas. And some of these people were nuts. <laughs> but Bell was cool because he would just, he wouldn't judge them. He had this great ability to just sort of, he was kind of like Hugh Hefner, the way he talked. Like he just took everybody at, at, at the same level. Right. You know, if you ever watch Hugh Hefner in an interview, he's like that. A totally chilled, cool dude, right? And Art Bell is like this. I think he's still alive and still doing it, I think. And um, and on Art Bell, from listening to Art Bell is where I picked up on, like, you know, people who claim to have out-of-body experiences and how they could do it themselves. You know, that tele- telepathy and telekinesis were real powers, yada, 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 right? So witchcraft, you name it. All this stuff, I was my brain was, like, so, soaking this up. Like, because I've always been, like, we talked about, 
you know, you're curious and experimental. Mm-hmm. So I'm still that way. I don't always just take things at face value. I have to prove it. Sometimes I have to very much prove it to me to be real. So I had that mentality as a kid, and except that it was in the version where I would think along the lines, well, well everybody says telekinesis is fake, but how many of those people have tried it? Yeah. So <laughs> just so you know, just a just a spoiler alert, it failed, but this experiment. But I laid in bed for <laughs> almost four hours and I was alone on a Saturday. It was a perfect timing. Nobody was home. I was home alone. And it was like nine, yeah, I was like nine years old. And for almost four hours I laid in my bed. I did not move. I laid on my back with a pillow behind my head and I stared at this three stooges poster poster ahead of my wall. And the whole time, I I just the same thought over and over again, ad infinitum, like just infinitely thinking, rip in half, rip in half, rip in half. And I was thinking about the same spot at the top of the poster. I I imagine, I can still see it now because I imagine it so many fucking times. Even now, you know, 30 plus years later, I can can imagine it. Mm -hmm. And nothing happened. So (laughs) that was like my version of, uh, what's his name, the general that, uh, or the, the major who tried to walk through a wall in the army, which is a real story. You ever see the the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats? Yeah. So that's a real thing. That actually, that guy was on our bell, the, uh, the, the guy okay. who tells that story. Um, so the army really did do that. They had, you know, they, they experimented with the possibility of like what they called remote viewing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget his name, George something. He used to come on all the time in our bell. Um, but that's what they claimed that they could do. That like it was like scanners. They could like see somebody on like uh, they just needed a name and a picture, and they could find that person in their mind and then kill them on the other side of the planet. Right? Jeez. I just wanted to rip a Three Stooges poster. They want to kill no one. They want to go that crazy. You know, I, I I would do the same thing, but with time, I would try and like speed or slow down a clock. Oh, that's a cool idea. And uh, it never it never really worked. Like, but, like but, so, just telekinesis, like just make the hand spin, or to actually no, no, make actually time, time slow. Yeah, oh. I, well, I associated the clock with time itself. Oh, okay. So if I could slow down the clock, I could slow down time. Well, that makes a good. You, I Hollywood did that to us. But I but I did yeah I'm, I'm sure it did. But I, I, what I think happened, because sometimes I could kind of notice and jump a little more or like slow down a bit. What I really think what it was is I was able to slow or speed up my heart rate, therefore speeding up my perception. And Which because, is something you can do. Because I can yeah. do that. I have, yeah. I've, I've, I've watched my Fitbit, right, and watched my heart rate slow down and speed up, and I can like force Ooh, it. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it's really fun. That's a fun little game to play with your heart. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, well, they say the everyone's got like a billion beats, attack. right, in your in your lifetime. You So mm-hmm. the more beats you, you do, the, the Yeah, I never thought you, of it like a health death. bar. Yeah. So so if I'm slowing down my heart rate, then, yeah. you know, I'm living longer than you. <laughs> Go for it, dude. <laughs> I'm living to 100. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You were, you got, we got a ten year difference anyway. You'd have to catch up anyway. So <laughs> yeah, right. There's only one way. You've got to die. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long we'll we'll live, or like people in our generation, because every generation lives longer, like on average. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's ever gonna like start to reverse. Well, you know? oh, if they'll like ever start to like live shorter lives. Yeah, because you know, I don't, I don't feel like we're making the strides in. We're, we seem to be backpedaling in terms of like moral strides and health strides like when it comes to like what we trust to be good for us like you know in general okay i mean think about it everybody gets everything off of amazon and you you know everybody eats packaged processed food and like the the standards seem lower i don't think it seems lower that's i think that's changing though i think more people are becoming more aware and there's more talk about but accessibility 
we have no control over that. That's my point. Yes. I mean, it like depends. if all beef it, it depends, was mismanaged right? and you wanted beef, you'd have to eat the mismanaged beef. Where else are you going to get it? You have to grow your own cow. How many people are going to do that? You know I know. I mean? I've talked about that before where it's just like really the healthiest way to eat, live is to, you know, self find a way to self-sustain with Which livestock and, and uh, crops. But the thing is to eat as much meat and to get as much protein as you as I would want it's it's not possible for me to raise my own cattle like that. <laughs> I would eat more 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 cows than there is you know it's just not it's not doable for me I would have to like have like you know a cow I don't know actually I wonder what the ratio is how many cows I would eat in a year if I just really wanted to just only mostly eat meat which is what I do I wonder how many how many cows do I eat because I'll eat like three pounds of meat a day when I eat, it's a lot. How many pounds is a cow? I don't know. Five, six hundred pounds. Okay, can you do quick math? Let's say five hundred pounds. I don't okay, know. so how many? How many? How many? Three times. Well, if it's literally three pounds a day. Yeah. So every ten days is thirty pounds, right? And there's thirty days. There's there are there's um thirty days in a month, right? So every ten days is thirty pounds, right? Okay. So thirty, sixty, ninety. So you do ninety pounds of beef a month. Okay, and then so. And then that so, times ten months would be nine hundred pounds. So you eat two and a half cows a year if they're like. Dude, I eat that, okay, okay, maybe it is more doable. Two cows a year, I could, I could, I could make that work. Yeah, I mean, if you, I just need a deep freezer just, and be yeah, good. Yeah, you need a deep freezer and eat more, you know, like a smoker and a salt, and salt it and shit like I that. I could definitely do this. And then you know we'll have some baby goats too running around. I'll eat those. Wheel, you got a mouse in your pocket. Who are you talking about? <laughs> talking to you <laughs> or the other me? You know. Come on, Marco. <laughs> Let's start a farm. <laughs> do you ever do that? Do you ever talk about yourself as multiple people like that? It's I like, we're gonna do this, and it's yes. like, but it's just me. <laughs> it's getting worse as I get older too. I, I'm at a point where there's literally two marks in my head. It's very strange, and that there's and they're not on the same level. No, right. Not, like they, why do they have one desires? is one is upper echelon. He's authoritative. He doesn't. He never explains himself. He gives a lot of advice and answers, and he never takes any questioning. And then the lower one, which is where I normally would say is me, where I reside, mm. is just I just kind of Google up to like you know, smarter Mark for answers, <laughs> and then he just if he feels like it, he gives me good advice, and then I go on with my life. Okay, so there's like the the manager, right? Of the brain. Yeah. And then it's like the worker. Yeah. So I'm, you're just a worker usually. I'm, I'm always just a fucking laborer. <laughs> and then you're like, oh shit, I never encountered this problem before. All right, manager, what do you want me to do here? I don't know, man. Try this. Hey, it worked. Cool, Sometimes he's you. not that cool either. He's like, well, you already know. I don't know what you asked me for. Like, you've done this. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't listen to me. Fine. You know, right. Do that stupid shit. Oh, look, it fucked up. That's how I talk to myself. Times. Yeah. <laughs> So have you ever, okay, have you ever done, has your dark self ever done anything bad to animals? Oh, bugs for sure. I've, I've mutilated bugs when I, I don't know, for some reason I like, like pulled them like one leg Yeah, pulled legs time. apart, you know, smeared the, uh, lightning bug guts on my face and stuff. You on know? your face? Oh yeah, you I wanted war paint. paint. <laughs> yeah, I wanted glow in the dark war paint. I thought it was the coolest thing. It was, was kind of gross. <laughs> oh, 
Um, I don't think like mammals have I ever. I mean, I cut chickens' heads off and you know plucked them and ate them and yeah, all that. But, but I uh, doing that, I thought it was really really cool. Like yeah. watching them do backflips was amazing. Like yeah. especially in the snow when they're like spurting out blood and like you know figure eight patterns. Like that was that was amazing. <laughs> My grandfather in the middle of Chicago. I was too little to like really remember this, but my dad tells the story pretty vividly. It was a summer day, and he bought. They used to have animals you could buy in the city, so this mm-hmm. is like the early eighties, right? And um, he bought some. He bought some chickens. He bought no. He bought one. He bought a dead, a dead baby lamb that mm-hmm. he butchered and cleaned, and then we cooked. Oh God, was it good? That's why it's still one of my favorites. But then he bought a live chicken. Because he wanted he wanted us all to experience what like having a real chicken was like from back you know back okay. in Bulgaria. Now he was I remember I do remember him being upset. I was like two years old, but I do remember my grandfather being upset. But he was upset for several reasons. One, the chicken wasn't like back home. You know they they have very thin skin here. The chickens in America, the, the chickens where he came from, have very thick skin. I mean like an inch thick. It's like thick fucking chicken skin. Okay. So anyway, he killed the thing. He cut the neck and it, and, it, and it got away from him. And they did it on the side of the house where the sidewalk connects to the front yard. Okay. So there's no gate. Back then there was so nothing. This head so this chicken, chicken runs everywhere. and it's just squirting blood everywhere. <laughs> and it runs towards the street and it gets bet- stuck between the cars parked on the street. And then, you know, my grandpa, he picks it up. My, you know, it's my dad telling the story, right? Mm-hmm. He picks up the chicken and he just he cracks the neck to kill the damn thing because it yeah. was suffering. He yeah. didn't want it to suffer. He wanted to kill it right away. Well, the neighbors saw him and they called the cops. And there's blood like everywhere, you know, from where it ran like the trail or whatever so okay what were they upset about the blood or the animal maybe both they probably just thought it was animal cruelty you know some you know fucking immigrant yeah so and um my grandfather was very funny because he he spoke okay english and he understood it even better but he never yeah (laughs) he didn't want you to know know. yeah but uh he uh the cop came and talked to my father and after and the cop himself was like you know first generation polish guy or yeah, something so, so he, he knew he knew he's like yeah just and he's like you know the funny part to me was like can you tell your dad just to do it in the backyard <laughs> well, that's where it started can you get a hold of your fucking farm peasant you know <laughs> bulgarian dad <laughs> but i don't know you're not going to see that now I don't, I don't even think there's I mean, where can you go for animals in Chicago anymore? I don't think you can. Well, yeah, you're not going to be able to find a live animal. Um, unless anymore. there's like four, uh, some kind of 4-H club, maybe. Um, and you can get a lot of 4-H clubs. When little. I was a surveyor, there was one spot. I remember there were sheep. There were sheep or something in this yeah, area. Yeah, they might have been I someone's mean, pets. It was People near. Yeah, I don't know. It was, but, but they say there used to be like animals in the city. Like, yeah. you know, and like ranchers in the city and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's so weird. Horses and everything, but not mm-hmm. anymore. So... I learned at a young age that I have to hide my dark side, though, because oh, we all do, yeah. But I, I, well, the thing was, is that it made me feel really bad too, because I didn't know why I was being questioned. I drew like a monster thing that like uh, had like blood and stuff dripping from his teeth, and and he like had like an animal, and I there was like other stuff going on in the background. But my mom sees it because it was when I was homeschooled, right? And she's like, and she, we had to draw something for a biology thing, and She's like, what's going on in this picture? And I'm like, oh, you know, he's just hungry and he's salivating. Like, it's his saliva is what I said. I said, I said it's his saliva. And then she's like, oh, okay. And my dad saw it. And he's like, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to me, boy. Yeah, he's like, my dad knew. 
And I was just like, I, I, but I'm just like, no, it's it's not blood. <laughs> and I, but I, I was like, I was like, because I knew I was like, oh, I'm gonna be in trouble because I drew like a monster, you know. That's like, but that's like, you know. I was yeah. like, and then there was there was that, um, yeah, just like I forget what other, you know, just other things like that where I had to like, I felt like I had to lie about my inner thoughts and what I, what things were. And I don't know. I don't know if that's healthy though, because we were talking about suppressing the dark side and how that just makes it stronger. But uh, they, oh, the other thing was that my dad asked me when after we had cut the chickens' heads off and you know plucked them and all that, he asked me how I felt about it because he saw that I kind of enjoyed it because I was you know I was probably hooping and hollering and stuff because it was when I was really young, probably you know no older than eleven. Uh, and he asked me how I felt because he's like kind of I wonder if he was a little worried that his son was totally cool with killing an animal but to me it was it was cool but it was also like yeah but that's what animal is animal is food and that's what we were doing with it we weren't just yeah that never felt inhuman it never felt inhumane to me and I remember when I watched my grandfather kill an animal that we would that I would later on eat and like that to me was like a reward it felt like a gift like he did all this and then he cooked it for me and i ate it you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i never watching him do that i never once felt uh that it was inhumane in any way yeah it's just like the same thing with like deer like i've never butchered a deer but you know yeah. we've ran over hit deers and then took them to someone's house and we've gutted them and stuff like that yeah but like i didn't you know i was like okay well so we're using what was given to us right it's yeah. like we're we're lucky enough to have across come across this animal that was freshly killed or like or we ran into it or whatever and we can use it we can eat it you know it's it goes it still serves a purpose after after death you know i don't know i think that's i think that's important is to be able to to be able to be like okay with death and okay that it's knowing it's coming and it's going to happen i think it was such a it's such a good lesson um, at least for us, I think that we got to experience that, and 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 on, and see what it, to watch something that was once alive then die, and to see how quickly life can end. And how can you just like that? Just turn you just turn off. Yeah, it's true. But like, also for me, it's like people are in a completely different category in my mind than um, animals. To me, animals are more like machines. Like they're just there. You know, I, I, I don't have a connection with them like I do with people. No, but they have a so, connection with themselves, right? Right, they do. They're still alive. Like, like, like mentally, I understand. You know, there is a difference, but they're also just as valuable. Their life is just as valuable um, to to you, right? Like, they, they shouldn't really matter that, it's, that it is an animal. But to me, it is. It is just an animal. I don't understand. Well, like, I, think, I think maybe what you're saying. Because it's like they're just. Like, tw- it's food. Yeah, it's yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what it is. It's, yeah. just, it's like that's food. Like that's what we do with food. We that it was once alive. You grew it. You made it. You know, into what it is. And now we kill it and eat it. Yeah. And we use its skin for bags, for clothes, for you know necessities. That always felt so natural to me. That's why, in some way, I often feel like I don't belong in this modern world because I feel like it's made out of, not that it's made out of things I don't agree with or trust but that it just doesn't feel natural it feels you know, like a rustic a, everything world is synthetic right me. yeah it's so yeah it's so synthetic and so it, like 
sterile. Yeah. That's the other thing is like all the nasty bits are are hidden away from you. They're still happening, but they're hidden, which I find more disconcerting and untrustworthy. It's more disingenuous. Well, it's It's a a lie. lie. You're living in a lie. Yeah. And that's really what's frustrating is that like, it's like, I'm an adult. I can handle the shit. Like, it's okay. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to keep me safe from everything. I'm not a child. Like, you don't have to, you can, I don't, I think for children, you have to slowly expose them to different things, right? You can't just shove the world's weight on them at once. You have to like, okay, you've made this step. Now you're able to make the bigger step. Okay, now we can make a bigger step. And eventually you should be knowing the whole truth, right? You can know, now know everything because you can handle everything. Like you've graduated, congratulations. And now I'm t- that that's being taken away from me. That ability to know and allowed to know everything. It's like there, it's gatekeeping. It's a lie. It is, and I th- I think sometimes, like even now, I'm thinking that maybe part of what our dark self does is good because it it sort of exposes that. It it it, it re- kind of reminds us of what reality, what really is reality, what really is real. I mean, like, there's so many, there's so many ideologies and perceptions that we juggle in our head that I know I juggle in my head even on a daily basis. But if my life was desperate or or rough, I wouldn't think waste time thinking about these things. Like, this is just the, yeah. you know, the, the perpetuity of it is just it's just nonsense when you really think about it. So, what would what would be your what would be your advice to uh, our listeners for dealing with your dark self? What's a proper way to listen to it? I'm trying to think what I've done. You know, really what I've done is sometimes I've let the fantasies play out. You know, I've had dreams about them and different things like that. I've, I'll, I will allow the day, the daydream to happen too and just kind of like fall into it and be like, all right, that's fine. We can, we can think those thoughts. It's okay. That's natural. That's fine. It, what matters is your actions, right? If you start participating in these dark fantasies, that's when it becomes an issue. But if you're, if you're just thinking about it, it's just a thought. You're not your thoughts. You're more than that. You, I talked about this in my one of our recent TikToks. Is that uh, you are more than what you perceive yourself to be, what others perceive you to be, and then you're not just your thoughts. You're not just your actions. You are all those things. You are you are everything. And I think that's okay. That's a good thing that you're not just your dark thoughts. You have dark thoughts, but that's a part of you and embrace it. It's okay. You, you don't have to partake in them. Just think about it. If you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening, then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with audiopong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And and have have a metal metal life. life.